One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Dude, we're about, what is it, 12 days away from... Uh the inaugural Hoosier Fan Fest and Women's Basketball Youth Camp? It's a pretty big deal. It's huge. Let's just get the information out of the way right now. Tickets for sale for the Hoosier Fan Fest. It's November 6th, Saturday night. Doors open at 6. General admission, most of the tickets. HoosierFanFest.com. General admission tickets, $5. $5 is all it takes to come. Get up close and personal with the men's team. It's going to be your last chance to like see them before the season gets kicked off. I anticipate people are going to be camping out the night before. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. If you want those cheap, cheap GA tickets that are going to get you up close, bring a sleeping bag. And let me also say, that is what we call in the business sarcasm. (laughs) But... We want to pack the place with as many people as we can, but whoever comes is going to get an incredible VIP experience. You're going to get to interact with the players. You're going to get autographs. You're going to get selfies. You're going to have fun seeing what we do on the court, some shooting contests, some interactive dance contests, a scrimmage of some sort that we're going to play um, unless the whole team gets injured again. But as of right now, we're still on. And earlier in the day from four. Why would you say that? Why would you put that out there? Because we got some people out here, some haters, some haters who just want like it to get canceled and then blame us. The Twitter trolls, they're the lurking. Twitter trolls, the TTs, the T squared, the T2s, Terminator, Robert Patrick. Are what? you just just talking like a stream of consciousness now? Free association. <laughs> um, but earlier in the day, the women's team, Grace Berger, Mackenzie Holmes, Allie Patberg, all the rest of them are going to be there putting on a camp or clinic for girls ages 6 to 14. Go to HoosierYouthCamp.com. It's $50. By the way, by the time this airs, that may be sold out. We're very close to selling that out. Yeah, I I don't know how many are left, but let's just assume if you're listening to this, this is your last chance. Exactly. I, I think there's fewer than 20 spots available. Unless you're listening to this after November 6th. In that case, it you you did miss it. Yeah, totally missed it. Um, but HoosierFanFest.com for the FanFest tickets. And also the FanFest, HoosierFanFest.com is where you can also auction to be part of shooting contests, coach the scrimmage teams, rebound for the team, be part of the dance contest, be part of the free throw shooting contest, throw alley-oops to Trace Jackson Davis and Jordan Geronimo. Come on, these are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, unless we do it next year, but you still can't throw it to Trace next year. No, well, we don't know. 
Well, I mean, like, if you want to get optimistic, I'll get optimistic. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, what happens if we make the Final Four this year and he realizes we're just one step away from hanging that banner and cementing his place as the all-time, one of the all-time greats? Or what if he wants to win back-to-back banners? Once he, he wants six and seven under his reign. I like where you're going. I like what you're laying down. I like the milk that you're putting out on the stoop. I'm drinking it up. Is that is that a thing, or did you just make that up? I think I've heard pieces of that in places, and I just put them all together. Because it's like old school milkman, milk on the stoop. Like then, for a cat? Yeah, and then for a cat. But, hey, it's yours, baby. Trademark that shit. It. So let's get to some basketball uh, news. It's been a pretty eventful time in IU recruiting. Uh, clearly, there's been a big commitment. We will get to that in a minute. Yes, we will. But well, in a minute for a while. Yes, for many minutes. Um, but Noah Clowney right around the corner, November 1st. Trick or I treat. Feel... What's it going to be? Trick or treat. Uh, what am I supposed to say there? I don't understand. Which one is trick or treat? Which is treat means he's coming and trick means he's not coming. Right. Because you think he is. And so if it ends up, he, it's not a treat. It's going to be a trick. But if you do a trick, you also get the treat. No. Yes. In Halloween. No. If you do the trick, you get the treat. What do you think? It's a magic trick. Yes. No. Trick or treat. You say trick or treat and they say trick. And then you do a trick, and then you get the treat. <laughs> this, you please tell me you're inventing this as it comes out of your mouth. I 100% believe this. <laughs> no, no, as told to me by my father, who was trick or treating back in the day. Okay, like like we were fighting Nazis when my dad was trick or treating, <laughs> and it's if you don't give us a treat, we are going to trick you. In other words, we are going to like vandalize your house. What? Yeah, yeah. It's basically extortion, trick or treat. I have not heard that. I uh, look. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before on this podcast many times. <laughs> but you learn something new every day. Um, so Noah Clowney, November first. We're just days away from that. We've got Xavier Booker came to town, had a visit as part of his world tour of visits. I'll just be honest with you. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like all these visits to places like Xavier and Cincinnati and Indiana. We're not in that. We shouldn't be in that league. I don't like it. I don't like the tweet that he put out that had like all the offers that he's gotten, like bragging about the offers. And there were logos there of schools. I don't even know what the logos were for. I think there was a logo there for my high school. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't like that, though. I just don't like it. I mean, that means you don't like like 99% of the recruits in the recruiting game. I don't mind saying the top five stuff. I do mind saying here are all the offers I got. Because that's no information for anybody. That's just bragging. Well, it's no information if you're on pigs and you know all this stuff already. But I think there's probably a lot of people who are maybe following him because they're fans or they're just interested. Isn't isn't that legitimate? That's their source of information. 
But just getting an offer when it's like 25, like, what does that mean? All that matters is who are you considering of who gave you an offer? Like, I feel like he's adding another layer to the, I want the social media hit for the offers. I want the social media hit for the cut down. Yeah, because when he gets to Bloomington, he wants those NIL dollars to be rolling in because he's got all those fat numbers he showed up with, and it's just increasing because he's a Hoosier. Look, you may be right. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like live in. I don't like seeing the Indiana logo alongside in the same size and position as Iowa State and like crappy schools that, well, that Indiana That's why State. I just don't even pay attention until it's I know. Well, you're you're you you've made the right choice. I have not. <laughs> I don't like it, but but apparently had a really good visit. Uh it's just a lot going on, a lot of positive momentum still, a lot of positive buzz. And Ward, we are like, the basketball season is here. I mean, in isn't it two weeks from when we're recording it right now? Two, two weeks, weeks from, from the, I don't know what time tip-off is, but I'm pretty sure the game's going on exactly two weeks from this moment. No, what I would say is I think two weeks from this moment, you and I will be like laying down on the court of assembly hall and sneaking into media rooms <laughs> because you and I are going to Bloomington for the event and we are letting it roll right through <laughs> with, a, you with a brief stop in Peru, but we are staying in Bloomington for basically the week. I am. This is the longest I've been in Bloomington since I graduated. I couldn't Same. be more excited about it. Yep. It's fortunate uh, my dad's having a birthday in between the event and the game. Otherwise, there's no chance I would have been able to stay this long. But it all just worked out. It it's all worked be, out. So It's going to be history. We will. I am thrilled that we will be wish, w- witnessing hi- history. Can I say that again? We will be witnessing history when Coach Mike Woodson walks onto the court of Assembly Hall for the first time as the leader of our program. It's going to be in the record books forever. And I, I for one, am quite optimistic that a W is what will make its way into the record books. Let's just hope it's not like the first game of the Archie Miller era. Who? <laughs> so lots of positive momentum. Sounds like the injury bug that had plagued this team really since the Bahamas has started to uh, rectify itself. Um, I I don't know if everyone is back, but it seems like almost everyone is back or back this week. Michael Doerr was the last remaining, and there was some optimism that he would be back this week. So I am just absolutely stoked for IU basketball. I mean, this is the thing. Like, you, you brought this up when we started the podcast. If you divide the amount of time that we actually get to watch the thing we care about versus the overall, you know, sphere of time that exists. It is such a small percentage. Mm -hmm. It's just 120 minutes, basically for 30 times a year. And there's 330 other days in the year and all those hours and minutes that have no Indiana basketball. It's like crab legs. There, there's just so much around it that you have to work through and dig at and rip apart and throw away. And then there's just this tiny piece of meat and you, oh, oh, you just want to make it last. 
and then and then you you have to do it all over again. It's it's a precious commodity. But yes. let's stick with it. So Indiana basketball is the meat inside of a crab leg. King crab leg? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. The shell of the crab is the rest of the year. What is the butter, the melted butter that you dip the crab meat into? What would that be? Um, the um, the recruiting wins. Ooh. Okay. What are we? What are we in that? We're the bowl you put all the shells into. <laughs> Where do you dump the shit? <laughs> all right, listen, I am just, uh, by the way, let me just go on a crab tangent for a second. You know what the greatest uh, food utensil that's ever been created? Close second is the spork, no doubt about it. Close second is the spork. But number one, if you go to a crab restaurant, and they give you that like red tool that you just run alongside the shell of the crab and it just splits it open. Not the cracker, not right. the cracker. Crackers, no. The splitter. Yeah. That is an amazing tool. It should be mandatory. It's it's actually kind of rare. But it, it is. I, and then, you know, just, just bring somebody who's real adept at it to just go ahead and do that for me too. And then go ahead and extract the meat and then just put it in a huge pile on my plate and let me just eat that. I thought you were going to say, then chew it for me. No. And like a baby bird, feed it to my meat. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-chewed All right. Steak. So listen, we got to just touch on football real quick. Oh, the Colts? Colts are looking good. Oh, I'm God. glad you brought the Colts up. They are rolling now. What do you want to talk about with the Colts? No? Not the Colts? Let's just talk about the Hoosiers real quick. If we must. I maintain what I said last week and what I've been saying to you off air, too. This is what we are right now. And and have always been. <laughs> but but we're on the right track. The recruiting is better. It's just going to take years. And again, if you we talked about it last week, look at the Northwestern football program. Bad, bad since Fitzgerald's been there. Bad, yep. bad, good, 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 big step back. Good, 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 step back. If you are not Alabama, Ohio State, you know, Clemson, who's having a, a rough year, but Georgia, you know, one of those schools that can just be mega good every year. This is what we can, the Northwestern program is an attainable goal for us. And I think a realistic one that we need to keep our eyes on and we would all be happy with that, but it's not gonna happen right away. And there will be times where you take steps back, especially when you don't have good quarterback play. I mean, that is the name of the game. It's the most important position in all of sports. Yes. Um, it hasn't been going well for us this year. And yes, I maintain the long-term optimism and hope and pray we can eke out a bowl game this year. But I'm I'm not holding my breath um, because that would probably result in me dying. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Tom Allen. I, I think better days are ahead. And I think this is normal growing pains for what this program is going to turn into right now. We are in the, what's it called when the butterfly, the, the, the caterpillar is in the carsophagus. Is that it? No, carsophagus, carsophagus. It's that's like, like kind of like sarcophagus, which is sarcophagus what the, that, but that's what a mummy is in from Egypt. Mm. Uh, like, well, it's and, a cocoon. 
the basically. cocoon, right? But you want to know what the stage is. Yeah. Well, whatever. We're in the damn changing station. Okay. And it ain't pretty. And you don't know what really is going on. And it's mystifying. But on the other side is a beautiful butterfly. And that's what Indiana football will become. We just got to get through the sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the pleasantries. I'm tired of talking to you because we got something special. This doesn't get to happen for us very often. So let's just get to this young man. Okay. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a very, very, very special episode of the Hoosier Hysterics because we don't have one special guest. We don't have two special guests. We have three special guests. Eric, tell them about all three of our special guests. Well, let's start with the the primetime player, if you will, and the reason we are all here. We are talking to a gentleman who hails from Covington, Georgia. He went and goes to a high school that is the same name as his name. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, it just doesn't, it's just like meant to be. Newton High School, where he has come, become the 67th ranked player in the country. Ward and I, we've done our studying. We believe that's 66 spots too low. That's what we think. I think he agrees. So does his dad. We like that. He plays for the Atlanta Express on the AAU circuit. He is a six foot three guard with a six foot 11 wingspan. I mean, that's just, he's a, he's a cartoon character. I mean, that's what that is. Uh, he has a 42 inch vertical leap. This is true. Oh, God. You add Ward's vertical leap to my vertical leap and add 10 inches, it's still not 42 inches. All right. So let's just put that in perspective. This gentleman has a 3.5 GPA. I'm a little concerned why it's not a 4.0, but we'll get into that. That's okay. He volunteers for nonprofits for families with disabled children. He serves food at the food bank for the homeless in Atlanta. And of course, most recently, he decided to pick Indiana University to bring his talents to. We couldn't be happier to be welcoming Ja'Kai Newton and his mother, Bettina, and his father, Brandon. Welcome. So, Ja'Kai, there's one question that just pops to my head. Do you have any stock tips for us? Um, uh, nah, not yet, not yet. I'm still, learning, I'm still learning myself. So all I will, all I can say is, um, just be patient. Mm, be be patient. patient. Now, are have you? We read this. I've heard you are very interested in the stock market and stocks and money management. Have you put money into the stock market already? Do you have money that you've invested? Yes. Well, I mean, what are you investing in? <laughs> in a uh, surgical company, my uh, uncle's company. Oh, and no insider trading. Yeah. No insider trading. Yeah. A cryptocurrency. It's called Dogecoin. Oh, oh there we go. Sure, sure. Now, now, just I'm curious, before we get into basketball, and we're going to get into that, how did you get into being caring about stocks and investment? Where does that come from? I've always been more about, like, more than just basketball. It's just stuff I love to do. So 
And does it come from mom or dad at all? Bettina, Brandon? Jakai's always been interested in just getting, uh, he's always been interested in money making since he was little. He never, um, whenever there was something that he wanted, I remember <laughs> he asked us for, uh, was it a PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. It was an Xbox. And we were like, I, I don't know, it's close to Christmas. You just don't have to, you have to wait a second. And he was like, say no more. And he went, found ways to um, sell some of his old tennis shoes. And he was like, my, I got the money. Let's Let's go get it. Wow. Yeah. And he was in a, he was in the fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. And from there, he just learned how to figure out how to work money and have money work for him. Now, Brandon, you were shaking your head. I'm assuming that when you were Jakai's age, you were not into money management. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, first of all, I would like to say we as the Hoosier family are so excited to welcome your family into the Hoosier family. Seeing the pictures of all of you, uh, the visit after the commitment and Bettina, you've got that that huge smile and it's so <laughs> infectious and uh -huh. that, you know, we really it's 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 a family. And when we see all of you there together, so excited as we are for Jakai, you to join the program. It's it's a big day for I know for you guys as big as you've had and for us, it's incredible. So what's What's it been like? Have you felt it through Twitter, through other crazy fans like us? Do you are you starting to understand what you've gotten yourself into? I think so. I think it's starting to like kick in for me. So definitely, it kicked in for me while we were actually on our visit. Um, that was one of the things um, that actually drew me. There was there was lots of things, but one of the things that was. Um, so intriguing for me was the people in Bloomington were so just excited to welcome us in. It was like they recognized us and I couldn't figure out for the life of me how they even knew who we were. <laughs> um, and they would see us and be like, hey, it's the Newton family. And they would talk, they were talking to my husband and they would see us at the football game and talk to us. And, um, and then on Twitter, it was just so supportive and it was just so kind. Like people had, they could say anything because, you know, they don't know you. So there's just like this enormous amount of anonymity that gives you such power to just be whatever. But out of all of that, they were so kind and so supportive. And um, I mean, it was like, we don't know, we don't know where you're going, but we just wish you well. And wherever Jakai chooses to go, we're just wishing your family well and good luck, young man. I mean, they could have said anything, but those were the things that they were choosing to say. And so that was something that really, um, that was something that was very endearing to me. It is good to know that the Bloomington faithful are really good liars. Because let me tell you something. If Ja'Kai didn't choose Indiana, they didn't give a damn where you were going. All right? So let's just be clear about what you're getting into. Good thing they said that because they could be like, oh, I just want to be a part of B-Town. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's work backwards a little bit. We're always, you know, we're on the outside. We read about these commitments. We we get to know you as much as we can. We live vicariously through all the stuff that we see. But we don't know what it's like when you make the decision. So when you made the decision and you had a lot of good schools coming after you, we know Tom Crean very well at Georgia, and and obviously that's your home 
you know, state school, that's always a difficult thing to, to choose to leave. But when you made the decision to come to Indiana, who did you call first? What coach did you call? And tell us what that conversation was like. The first coach I called was Coach Yana. Um, yeah, me and Coach Yana have been cool for a long time, but uh, not a long time, but that's the first coach Indiana that I built a relationship with. And I called, when I called, was it two days after the visit? I think so, uh, the next day. Yeah, it might have been the next day after the visit. I called him. I was like, um, I told him, I was like, Coach, I think I'm ready. And he was like, he was like, man, stop playing. <laughs> that we utilized in the whole visit because Jakai was ready to commit that Thursday night. Yes. Yes. So, so Yaz like, stop playing. Don't tease me here. Don't tease me. And and then when you told him, no, you're really ready and the whole family's on board, how did he react? What is that he said? He was like, they was like, wow. Like, he was yeah. like, wow. He said he yeah. wanted to scream. Yeah, and he did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then did, did you call Coach Woodson? Did you get a chance to call Coach Woody? Mm-mm. We did a Zoom call um, with the coaching staff in, on that Monday and invited all of our close family to participate in that. Um, we're, we're very, he is very, so he's surrounded by a lot of very close family and friends that have kind of been a part of this journey for a very long time. And we wanted them to all be a part of that, that whole thing and to meet the coaches that would be involved in his life on this process. So uh, we invited them all to that Zoom um, on that Monday when we when he made that that statement. Sure. To well, in that way, the coaches know if they're falling short of what they promised you, there was a whole lot of Newtons that yeah. were going to be coming after him. <laughs> now, Jakai, we've heard a lot about from other recruits. Like, uh, I know you got to spend some time with Tamar Bates. And uh, Tamar comes from uh, a family uh, that, that reminds me of yours, very close knit, lots of love surrounding him. And it was very important for Tamar's family that Tamar was going to go to a place where there was a strong father figure that, that could be there, a strong man in his life that would help guide him. Did you all get that sense? I mean, obviously you were close to Coach Ya, but we've heard this about Coach Woody several times. What sense did you get? Jakai first, and then Brandon and Bettina, if you could weigh in, from Coach Woodson. He just seemed like somebody who cared more about life, more than just about basketball. Like, who cares about life. He was telling me just things about how to be successful in life, how to use basketball to get where I want to be. So that's, that's definitely, like, means a lot to me. Yeah, and Brandon, what did you think when you got to meet Coach Woodson? You know, talking to Coach Woodson, I'm going to be honest with you, talking to him for about 15 minutes, I said, my son's an Indiana Hoosier. This is really weird. Um, because I didn't see celebrity coach New York Knicks or um, Hawks. I, thought, I felt like I was dealing with a genuine man. If I'm eight hours away and my son is hungry and he need a fourth fork at Wendy's, I felt like Coach Woody was going to be like, son, you hungry, I got you. You know, your dad is eight hours away. So the vibe I got was a person before I got back to the basketball part of it. And um, I felt like the basketball part, he'll take care of himself. But I felt like I was leaving, I'll be leaving my son with a good human being. So that was like a wow factor for me. Yeah. Basketball, take care of itself. You got to put in a lot of work. 
to get to where you want to be, that'll take care of itself. But once I felt like he was a, a really genuine good guy, I was like, man, what else is there left to, you know, talk about, you know, you know. Uh, and I do wonder because of course coach woodson is so revered here because of his his history in bloomington and of course new york got to know him very well but i do wonder is his is his larger than life persona his celebrity is that still a pretty big deal around atlanta i would think as much as anywhere else in the country was he somebody you guys followed and followed his teams when he was coaching there I mean, I was I was a little kid. I think when he was the next, so I ain't really paid too much attention. I just remember seeing him when I was a little kid, but I ain't really know too much. Listen, Chikai, we don't need you telling us how you were a little baby when he coached the Knicks, and the rest of us were already fully grown old adults. We don't need that. That was more directed towards your parents, Jakai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, uh. Well, to answer that question, no, I did not follow him as a celebrity or any of that kind of stuff. To me, um, for me, the most important thing was the vibe that I got and how um, I felt like my son would be cared for in my in my husband and I's absence. And I, my husband couldn't have said it better. I, I got the vibe that he and the other assistant coaches were good people. And um, in the beginning, we were really trying to focus in on schools that would have been closer to home just because he's our first kid and, you know, all of that. Um, but when we got when we got to Indiana and I got a chance to just um, the, the thing that all, that that was just so um, phenomenal to me is we got there. He was more interested in who we were and asking questions about my husband and our family. And um, if there was no sense of celebrity or pride or any of that, or any of that, he was just a regular person or, you know what I mean? It was, he, the word that I always used to describe the interaction is he was just very familiar to me. Like I felt like I had met someone just like him. He actually reminded me of someone in my family. Um, he was very relatable. Um, and I got the feeling that I would, that he would, my son would be very taken care of. So um, the celebrity and all of that means nothing to me if I don't get the sense that my child would be okay when we're not there. So as Indiana fans, we've just gotten to know Coach Yah over the last few months since he took the job at Indiana. You all have known him longer than we have. Um, Tell us about your relationship with Coach Yah, how it started, and uh, and and what what he's like behind the scenes. Yeah, Coach Yah, he is funny, but um, I first met Coach Yah when this was back in the fall league last year. Uh, we had a yeah, we had the fall league, and I played. He made a little podcast. He had me. Uh, he mentioned me in his podcast and talked about how I could be a high level player. And at the time, I think I just turned fifteen, so like they motivated me a lot. But that was the first time I heard him. And then a year later, he gets a job at Indiana. And then he called me and told me uh, we got the offer. I mean, we got the job that he couldn't wait to get it just so he could offer me. So, wow. What did that feel like to hear that from somebody like that? It was crazy. I just, I ain't really had no words for it at the time. It was just crazy. Well, up, up to that point, what were you thinking about your your ceiling, your potential? You have all these other interests. 
you know, beyond yourself, where you're you're helping other people, you know, you're getting the grades, your future's wide open at 14, 15 years old. When did you decide basketball is going to be my path to at least a higher education, if not beyond? I decided that probably a couple a couple months ago before this AAU season. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What what clicked for you? What changed? Yeah, it was a lot. Like just mentally, um, I just I knew that really basketball could get me anywhere I want to be. Like if I just if I go at it hard for these next couple of years, the opportunities I'll get from it can help me do anything. So. Now I've read that you really love. I was love... just going to ask if you had to, if you had to stop doing some of the other things you're passionate and interested about. What what sort of fell away so you could lock in on that? Yeah, like I was big on reselling shoes and like clothes and stuff like that, and I pretty much had to stop all of that. And I ain't really did it since. So you you had a real business going. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. He was a club. Hey, man. I mean, maybe we should talk off air. I mean, we Warden I could use a little help with making the Hoosier hysterics a little cash on the side. I mean, I don't think, although I don't think anybody's going to want my K-Swiss shoes, I can tell you that. <laughs> I got an old pair of 1985 kangaroos somebody might want. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Jakai, let I do want to talk a little bit more about those other interests and go back a little bit because I read that you were a big fan of Batman. What? So, and and it and it involved like stop motion films that you would make. Yeah, I used to make those when I was a little kid. Like with Legos. Yeah. Yes, sir. And 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 were you a superhero guy or was it just Batman? I like like I like superheroes, but I like Batman when he was my favorite. So, and mom and dad would would this be something where it was like, okay, it's Christmas again, it's birthday again, Legos, Legos, Legos? Because my kids were in that phase for a Ex while. Excuse me, it's Lego. The plural of Lego is Lego. Wow! You see this? I gotta put up with this. He's correcting me on the proper grammar for Lego on this on this. Yeah, he he would he would buy some himself. He would um and we would buy them kind of throughout the year as he needed them. Um, different scenes so that he could make his films. And um, but yeah, he just whatever he would need them. I don't even think he Jakai was really he was really hard to purchase stuff for birthdays and um. Christmas, because whatever he whatever he wanted, he kind of would just buy himself. <laughs> that's good. I like that. That takes yeah. pressure off mom and dad, though. That's for sure. Yeah, but it also makes it kind of hard, too. Yeah, because what do you get the guy who can buy himself whatever he wants? He doesn't. He doesn't ask for much. And and uh, I know this isn't Batman's DC, but the whole Marvel universe, I mean, it's practically all been shot in Atlanta. Is that is that something that is just part of the culture there, maybe more than other places, because there's so many people working in and around those films? I mean, I think so. Man, it's, it's so many movies here. It's, it's yeah. No movie every week, so. <laughs> are, are you still a Batman fan? Yeah. Uh, Batman uh, is my favorite. Yeah, I'm waiting for the movie to come out, I think. 
this year or next year. I think yeah. it's going to be yeah, I saw the trailer last night. Superheroes is our thing. So I used to just get him out of school when a new superhero movie would come. That was it all a new one would always come like around his birthday. So that was When is the birthday? Sometime in the summer? May. May. Yeah. So we would just be like, let's go. Check it out. So look, Bettina, you and Brandon have both talked about and I know parents don't like saying this in front of their kids because it makes them get that big head. But you have both talked about how special Jakai was, even as like a, a really young kid, like yeah. showing coordination in ways that just didn't make any sense. I've seen the video of spinning a basketball at like six years old, seven years old on a Hot Wheel car. Yeah. Was there a moment where both of you realized there's something really special going on with this kid and and he is a bit like the chosen one and we better do everything we can to cultivate this. <laughs> um, I don't know, but was there a special moment for you? Um, There's actually a couple. Mine was, uh, I think in an article when he talked about the trick-or-treating uh, with him yeah. grabbing the candy. Well, that went from that to when he was four years old scoring 30-some touchdowns at four years old. You know, um, and then flag football. And um, uh, as a quarterback, he was a quarterback, right? You know, and then when you think about a guy as a, he's, he's still on baby formula and he's talking about he needs an agent, and you're like, okay, this guy's crazy. <laughs> you go from that to scoring 37 touchdowns as a four year old, six years old, you just completely dominate everybody that's on the field. So those were kind of things like, okay, maybe, you know. But I will say to fast forward to when he was 14, it's right when Kobe passed, took him to the park, and he was demolishing grown men, dunking on grown men at 14. I was like, okay, something's a little different now. He's growing up now, you know. He's so. always been gifted athletically. But there was, like, times that there would be people, like, when he um, made it into the uh, gifted program and the teacher was reading his um, – his results to me and she just looked at me and was like this kid she knew about what he was doing in sports but she was just like this kid could literally do anything that he wants he is not just smart he is gifted she said there are some kids who are smart but jakai is not just smart he is gifted anything that he wants he's going to be able to do and it there was there would just be moments like that that people would just speak over Jakai, um, and just would he would just be able to do things like as soon as he would put his mind to it, it would just come it would just come to him. Sometimes even if he struggled at something, it wasn't like as if he struggled because it was hard. It was more like he struggled because he hadn't made up his mind about how he felt about what he wanted to do about it. Mm. You know, maybe he wasn't sure if this is what he wanted or, you know, but as soon as he decided like, okay, this is the path I want to take. I see myself here or I see myself going this route or I see myself in this role or I see myself this. He would just once he's made up his mind, it just takes off and he runs. Ward, Ward and I had a similar experience when we were younger. Our teachers told our parents that we were special. <laughs> but they didn't mean gifted. It's very different. Very different. Um, Jakai, Jakai, I've heard you talk about uh, Russell Westbrook as a guy that you look to in the NBA, as a guy you, you really admire his game. 
Um, there's obviously some physical similarities as far as just the crazy athleticism, the reach. Uh, what is it about Russell Westbrook's game that you really admire? Like his, his passion every game. I don't know how it seems like he doesn't get tired at all. But like he plays just so hard every single game, every play. I love that. And is that how you play? You play hard every single play? Yeah. Still trying to make sure, like, work on the fatigue part, stamina, but, yeah. And how much of it is a mindset? Like, is it that at some point you decided, I'm going to work on both ends of the court and I'm never going to stop, and I'm just going to have to work my body to be able to keep up with what my mind wants to do? Yeah, that's that's really what it is, because it's, it's hard trying to be a lockdown defender and score on offense. And I still got to work on defense, too, and stuff like that, but... It's definitely more of a mindset thing. Well, I I know you said that, uh, Brandon, you said that basketball would take care of itself. And obviously that's like, all right, you've you've got great men looking out for your your son um, and women within the IU uh, athletic department. But with the basketball and when you do get to talking with with the coaches about that, Ja'Kai, what is it? that that really made you feel like this is going to be a fit for me as a player? Uh, coach took me in and watched some film and see, like, what I do with my game and how I can translate to what they do in their system. And he just told me, like, anybody can handle the ball, anybody can get it and go. You got to be able to create for yourself and create for other players. And he said he was a doctor do that. So I read a quote that you said, because I love when a player is able to look at his own weaknesses, too, because I think that that's how you grow obviously. And you said you want to be a better student of the game, watch more basketball, be able to read the game better, be a better playmaker and raise my IQ was a quote from you. How do you, I think we kind of think about um, basketball IQ as either something you have or don't have. How do you work at increasing that? What are you watching in the game to try to make that better? Like, I want to sound like a stereotype to say and watch everything, but literally, like, watch every little detail, like, every movement, just see where players' hairs are looking, like, just the little details, really. Are there look. players besides Russell um, out there that you look at and you go, wow, that guy, forget the talent, just the IQ of the game, like, that guy really knows the game. Are there uh, players like that that you can think of? Ron, Chris Paul. Yeah. There's a lot of Steph Curry. Yeah. It's a lot of those. Those are good guys to emulate. Do you have any hometown bias? Do you like Trey Young? Do you like what that team's doing? I think they're nice. I mean, Trey. He, I like Trey. That's all. I can. Um, let, let me just it's get this lukewarm. Yeah, that was not a full throated <laughs> endorsement of Trey Young. He is not a fan. I think we can say that. But that's okay. Um, here's I do have a question for Brandon and Bettina, and please don't take this the wrong way. But clearly, you both have lied about how old Ja'Kai is. He is not 16 years old. I mean, first of all, he's got a voice as deep as Barry White, and he's got the maturity of a 42-year-old. And I know that because I'm 44, and I – yeah, you're right. He's, no, no. <laughs> what has – I mean, there's a level of maturity just in poise to Ja'Kai in, in the interviews that I've seen, that I've heard, that I've read – has he been like that since a, a baby? Has he always just been more mature than the people around him? Um, I love it if the answer is no, by the way. 
Um, I, okay, so he's always been very responsible and very dependable. Okay. Uh, now, since birth. Okay. Probably so. Um, which is probably why we have two other children. <laughs> um, and he spends a lot of time around older people, which is probably why you see what you see, because he spends a lot of time in conversation with his his grandparents, his uncles. Um, he he spends a lot of time in those types of conversations. So perhaps a lot of his what you're witnessing is just the product of a lot of conversation with older adults, um, which I find remarkable because when I was 16 years old, the last set of people that I would have ever talked to in my free time was older people. Yeah, I don't want to talk to them now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's probably uh, the byproduct of that is just he spends his free time. We're like, where are you going? I'm going to go hang out with my uncle. You know, right, and you did hesitate on the maturity word, which means there is some embarrassing story or something you can tell us about him that will at least make us know that he's a human being and not perfect. Because right now, I think he's perfect, and I don't want to think that because I'll be disappointed. So give me something embarrassing about Chikai. Something. Brandon, this show's Come on, Brandon. Give us something. <laughs> Man, uh, uh, something, uh, he was cooking them cookies. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Uh, how about this? How about this? Jakai, do, do, do you have a, a guilty pleasure? Something where you're not actually bettering yourself or the, the life of people around you. You're <sighs> like, I'm just going to do this thing for a little bit because it's fun and I enjoy it. Anything. <laughs> this, dude is, this dude's too good. Running his four wheeler with his friends. Oh, there we go. Has that a lot? I like to sleep a lot. Yes, he loves to sleep. Like the minute he's in the car, he's not going to have a lot of embarrassing photos of that. <laughs> Was he? Is he a kid that, like, on the weekends, if you don't have something to do, what time does he sleep till? Uh, actually, well. It's not late. No. Yeah. Like you got on some mid shoes. All right. But he, but he does slip. Like the minute you'll get in the car, he'll be knocked out, mouth wide open. <laughs> little drool, little drool happening. I don't, I don't have anything embarrassing. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's because you've done too good of a job raising him. That's the problem. How um, much how much do you feel like did you guys have like a real parental philosophy when especially when you realize hey we got a real special kid on our hands do, yeah. do you do you have to work harder and get more advice or do you just kind of like how do we not mess this up do we just kind of stay out of the way and and support what's your your mindset I, towards that I will say Brandon and I with this one were like we did some really intentional parenting with this one. Probably really? told so that we are very tired. <laughs> <laughs> you used it all up? You used it all up on Jakai? Hopefully <laughs> 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 he just following his footsteps. Um, but yeah, it, being that he was our first, I mean, we just had um, 
there was just a lot that we were able to focus in on and pay attention to. And, um, and he really was just very easy. Yeah. Very wow. easy. Wow. He was a All right. Chukai, we got to get to know you a little bit better. So some quick rapid fire questions. Favorite food? Wendy's. Wendy's. Give us Wendy's. the order. What's the order? The wings. Really? Oh, wings. Wings. Okay. What kind of sauce on the wings? You like hot, mild, sweet? Barbecue. Barbecue. All right. Warren. Have you done, did they take you to Buffalo's while you were in Bloomington? Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah good. that probably sealed the deal right there. Um, yeah, <laughs> one of the many things. What What is uh, heavy in your rotation right now, music wise? What are you listening to a lot? Young Nudy, and I'm pretty sure you don't know who that is, so I'm not even gonna. You're not Say it again. Young Nudy. Young Nudy. Young Nudy. The rapper from Atlanta. You, okay. you only listen. You won't. You go to a high school with your name, and you listen to a rapper who's basically your name, Nudy. <laughs> and, the, I didn't think about that. and the county is Newton County. Are you serious? And who is and who is your favorite all time scientist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all time favorite snack. Right. Favorite movie of all time. Maybe between probably Training Day or what's that? Equalizer or Fly Andy. Really, this is a Denzel movie. It's a Denzel's favorite actor. I mean, now wait a minute. One of my top five favorite movies of all time, Man on Fire. Yeah. That's a matter of fact, that's my number one. That one. Yeah. 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 That movie is too good. I just want, if it's on, it's like, (laughs) I have to watch it. I'm just two hours later. I'm still watching this thing. That's the one where he was the bodyguard for the little girl. Yeah, yes. down in Mexico. Yeah, that's that. And he gets the revenge on everybody. And I mean, do you know? Do you know what his next movie is coming out that I'm extremely excited about? Oh yeah, I just, I just heard about it. Uh, somebody was just telling me about it. I forgot the name. Joel of it. Cohen directing him in Macbeth. Macbeth. Yeah, really? that's it. Yeah. Are you now? What about this? Are you a reader? Do you like reading books? I read uh, comic books. You do. And what is Batman your favorite comic book? Probably Invincible. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, did you? And I, I, I read that you also used to sketch and draw. Did you ever do your own like homemade com- comic books? I tried. It took too long. It took way too long. Yeah, it's- that's tough. Uh, TV shows. Favorite TV show? The Office. Ooh, nice. nice. You, this is where I have to tell you what my dog's name is. Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. We, we are an office out household here. Now, let's since we know shoes are a passion, what what's your favorite pair of kicks right now? Not not on the court, just when you're out out looking looking good. Favorite shoes is Jordan 11s, probably the Breads or the Concords. Okay. Okay. I got to be honest with you. I just knew that I was never going to look good in any shoes. So I just stayed away from that whole world. I don't understand it. You know, whatever Target was selling, that was going to work for me. Look at Bettina just laughing Target. at me. Target. You're, my mom took me to Payless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, man, I've shopped at Payless. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when the shoes started looking bad, my mom would paint over them. 
rough. That's hardcore. What I would do at Payless, if I found a shoe that fit, I bought two of them. <laughs> and I don't mean just part. I don't right mean a, I don't mean a left and right. I mean two pairs. <laughs> um. All right, Jakai. Here's here's something that that I always wonder. You've committed, and you still have your junior and senior year of high school to go. How do you mentally just keep yourself focused on it's just the next day, it's getting better tomorrow, and not like, you know, look past all those steps you still have to take in your development to get to Indiana? Because it's still a long way before you get there. We'll be counting down the days. I'm sure you will be too. But but you can't skip any steps. How do you stay grounded in the, in the moment? Uh, I don't know. I kind of knew a lot of the stuff that was already going to happen for my coach, Coach Gibbons. He like he was telling us a lot of what's gonna happen like last year when we was freshmen. Like he seen it all coming. So he just told us like I think it's like taking one one day at a time, one step at a time. I still got a lot of work to do. So and I got a long time to not a long time, but I got enough time to fix my game and get better. So And besides the IQ thing, getting better on the IQ, what is the if there's one thing in your game, one one piece of the game that you want to really shore up, what would it be? I want to be a knockdown shooter. So, so you shoot a lot. Are you putting up a lot of shots every day? Yes, I like that. And and to do that, now we've we've been told it's a pretty good looking shot. Uh, do you have somebody that you work with? Is it just your coaches? Is there anybody like in the off season that it's like helping you with mechanics and like breaking down the film and really being like, oh a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that. Now go practice it for three months and then we'll, we'll work on some more. Nah, I really, um, I really had nobody break down my shot to me. Coach Gibbons said this, he told me it's good. My mechanics is good. Just got to keep, just keep putting up shots. And it'll, be, it'll be all right. So now Brandon, did you play ball back in the day? I played ball in high school. That's right. about so when did Jakai start kicking your butt one-on-one? Um, I think, to be honest with you, I shouldn't even say this on air, but I think he was about 10 years old. He was, he was, he was a problem at 10. He was a problem. <laughs> he went behind his back on me and shot a fadeaway, and I didn't want him to see my reaction, so I turned my head. <laughs> 10 years old, he really just went behind your back and shot a fadeaway. At 10, you know, so, yeah, them days are long gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I can get a shot off, though, if I really try really hard. If I train for a couple of months, I can get a shot off. <laughs> Bettino, did, were you in sports? Were you doing athletics at all? Uh, I played soccer, track, and basketball. Like through high school, basically? Uh-huh. I ran track in high school. I played JV basketball reluctantly in high school uh, because I was tall and I could jump. They put me on the basketball team, but I hated it. <laughs> I played soccer for the city. <laughs> um, so two questions. One that's absolutely trivial and means nothing, and the other that is kind of important. The trivial one first. Bettina, you're wearing red glasses, and, and is the hair red also? So is that because of Indiana, or did that happen before? It's like happened before. <laughs> you it's knew. like it was meant to be. You it knew. was like it was meant to be. Yeah, I like that. All right, now the important one. Clearly, 
you know, your relationship with Coach Yad predates your relationship with Indiana. The relationship with Indiana is a fairly new one. Um, and, and growing up in Atlanta, and also the, the history of Indiana for the last 16 years since you've been alive, Jakai, has not been one of the success that we had in generations past. Um, have you gotten into at all reading about the history of Indiana and just what basketball means to the state of Indiana? Have a lot of people tell me like that Indiana is like it's that's where basketball was made. Like, um, so I did do a little research and like I don't know Larry Bird played there. Um, I know Isaiah Thomas went there. So and then learned about uh, Coach Woody playing there and how he did that and stuff like that. So I keep looking at all, all that stuff. So I think well, somebody with your like voracious appetite for just information. I think you'll really love reading more and more about the history of Indiana because it is it is religion in, in the state. It it is and once you get there too, and I, I would actually recommend this if you ever can. I know this is tough, but if because you have a season going on, but if you can ever get to Indiana high school game on a Friday night, it is a special situation. There are gyms in the state of Indiana that have like eleven thousand seats. High school gyms. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody tweeted on Instagram. It was like the 15 biggest high school gyms in America, and Indiana's like top 13. They're like, of them. Yeah. So who's still we gonna see, you guys? Uh, I need to write it down. Or Tim, you write Well, in terms of something that could be like within striking distance of uh, Bloomington. You've got Washington's got the wigwam. That's uh, where the Zeller brothers all played. Of course, Cody was the best because he went to IU. Yeah. Um, they're in Seymour, where Coach Morin of the women's team. Uh, Seymour's got a great, big, awesome gym. So those are, are, are all. And, of course, Bloomington North and South. Uh, if you ever get to a game where they play each other, that would be pretty pretty riotous, too. So those are all. Um, Washington's a little further, but those are ones where you can go in and you're like, wow, there's eight, like the whole town is in this gym to watch this game being played. And it's, it is what town life is centered on. And we, because we do this with everybody who's new to Indiana, I, I'm doubting that you have seen this movie, but maybe your parents have seen it. Have you seen the movie Hoosiers? Uh, we, we started watching a little bit of it. I think they finished. Brandon, how good is that movie? Oh, I love Hoosiers. I have watched it. You know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fanatic. So. Well, you know it. Yeah. You, Jakai, if you want to understand the mentality of people that are in Indiana and what basketball means to them, watch that movie. Because that that there's no movie that does a better job of just explaining what the sport means to people. Because it means so much more than just a score and an outcome. It is, it is culture, it is community, and it's why you felt what you felt when you went to Bloomington. Because we treat our basketball players differently than we treat everyone else. It's, it's a, it is an honor to play at Indiana University. That's how us fans look at it. And you get to be one of the 13 people on scholarship that gets to wear that Indiana across your chest. And for the rest of us, we just get to live vicariously through you. So it is, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of skipping to our end already, but I well, do want to say look, that, yeah, it's I mean, late. There's probably yeah. school in the morning. We probably right. shouldn't go on and ramble like we normally do. I, I do want to say this, and, and we will wrap it up here. 
um, we, we take it so seriously. We take whoever is in those jerseys so seriously. And when we get somebody like yourself, which is rare, I mean, we, we've been blessed as Indiana fans to have people that are just special human beings wear the jersey, but also have special families. And clearly your family is that you are entering into a larger family that will take care of you the rest of your life. And, and that's not a joke. I mean, that's real. I'm sure the coaches and Woody has talked to you about the way we rally around our, our players. It fills us with pride when somebody feels that when they go to Bloomington. And when I read Bettina, your tweets about how you felt about Indiana, Ja'Kai, when I've read what you've said about Indiana, we are just dying to see you put on the candy stripes and wear the jersey because we want we want to be your family. And, and you're a special kid. You've got special parents. And we're two idiots that do a podcast out of Los Angeles because we love Indiana basketball so much. So uh, I would just say, Bettina and Brandon, thank you for whatever you did. I'm also a little angry at you because I've clearly failed with my three children. Um, that's upsetting. No, no, you can shake your head and pretend it's not true, but it's true. It's true. Um, no, I love my kids. They're special kids too, but I, I have to say that or my ex-wife will kill me. Um, but, but Jakai, you're, you're a special dude and, and we're just so excited and proud to have you part of the Hoosier family. You guys are so great. <laughs> well, and as, as if this needs clarifying, yes, we take it very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. So let's just <laughs> clarify that. And, and, and it's all about, it's, it's all about the fun and the love and, and hopefully you guys can get up there for, for a couple of games. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's in the works when it allows with your schedule to, to see, see some of what coach Woodson is building there, getting ready for your arrival. Uh, we're so excited about this season and, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you guys in Bloomington before 2023. I don't think I can wait that long to meet you in person. Yeah, we're hoping so. Yeah. That you think you're gonna, is there any chance or plans of going to a game this year? I want to. I'm, not, I'm going to talk to the coach about it and see if uh, maybe when we get some time off, hopefully I can go see a game or something. How, how long of a drive is it from Atlanta to Bloomington? Maybe eight hours. Yeah. Seven and a half hours. That's not awful. <laughs> no, not too bad at all. When yeah. when, when Jakai is playing there, you guys plan on being at a lot of the games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I I the other thing I did want to I would be remiss if I didn't mention. So you have two other kids, right? Yes. And is it two sisters? It's a sister and a brother. And how? The Avani is thirteen. That's my daughter, and then Kyron is eleven. That's my son. That's great. I, we're, we're similar in ages. Uh, I've got a, a 14 year old and then Ward and I both have like an 11, 12 year old. Um, yeah. but, uh, you said, Ja'Kai, that your sister definitely didn't want to leave Bloomington after oh. the visit. What was it about Bloomington that she loved? I mean, I think like the relationship with the coaches, just like how she was able to just like enjoy herself, just have a good time. I don't know if she was crying when we left, was she, she crying? Uh, she enjoyed that they, they treated the coaches treated um, my other two children so well they included them in on everything um 
So it was almost like they didn't realize that this was not their, their visit. It was not <laughs> at all. Uh, so yeah, they, they enjoyed themselves so much. And then, um, my daughter really loved the town itself. Um, so she was, she had talked about like, Oh, I want to go to Indiana university. So that was, and then my, my young, my son, Kyron was asking questions when we were talking to Maddie and speaking, you know, and he was asking questions to the coaches. So, I mean, they just, I don't even think they even realized that this was about him at all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Jakai, any last message for, Hoosier fans who are so excited uh, to see you as a Hoosier. Anything you want to say to them before we get out of here? I want to say thank, thank all of them for the support and all the love they've been showing because it, it meant a lot. It was my first time like experiencing stuff like that. So I appreciate all of them. I can't wait to build the relationships. Well said. And uh, welcome to the family, family. Thank you guys so much. We are happy to be here. That was a guest. That was a guest. I mean, we said it with Tamar, you know. I mean, we said it when we, I mean, we said it with with Armand and India too when we got to meet them. (laughs) Who? But just focusing on. You know, we, we, we met Miller, Cop, and his family. Jordan. Jordan and his Jordan, parents. Jordan Geronimo. The, we got some special, special kids and families that are part of this program. And and just speaking about Woody and what his team has done and, and, and talking about, you know, how important it is to find kids that aren't just good, but fit the culture that you are trying to build. Do you have any doubt in your mind that with Dr. Bates and Mrs. Bates and with Brandon and with Bettina, that like these families that we are recruiting are just, I mean, they are world-class people. What we're always amazed by, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of Coach Knight players who are just such impressive human beings. And to see that those kind of young men are being brought in now, it's not like, oh, hopefully they'll get to Bloomington and Coach Woodson and staff will will turn them in to these these folks are going to go out into the world and do great things and contribute to society. These guys are locked and loaded. These guys are so sharp. They're so focused. They're so engaged. Uh, It's it's really exciting. And and (laughs) And Jakai decided like two months ago, basketball was going to be his thing. Well, I mean, that I got to tell you, man, that's what makes me more excited about his potential than anything I've read. A hundred percent. I didn't know that he wasn't really taking basketball that seriously until a couple months ago. <laughs> and he's good enough to be ranked 67th in the country. Are you kidding me? I mean... <laughs> That is freakish. I like when he said, oh, to be honest, like a couple, I was like a couple years ago. Okay. A little bit of a late bloomer to really like lock it down and say basketball is my jam. But no, this is just like, this is just crystallizing for him that this is his path for however many years. And it's thrilling that, that probably a lot of the potential has been untapped thus far. And it wasn't like, 
well, what did you put aside so that you could focus on? Well, you know, I put aside, uh, uh, you know, uh, watching TV. Uh, I put aside uh, collecting baseball cards. No, he put aside being an entrepreneur. (laughs) He put aside, he put aside a business. I mean... (laughs) One of my favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco, who you and I have talked about a lot. He does this whole bit about his dad. His dad would come home and Sebastian would just be in the living room and he'd be like, what are you doing? Go start a business. Like, that's what his dad would say to him. Like, not like, go do your homework. Go, what are you doing? Go start a business. And like, he, this kid, Ja'Kai Newton, started a business. Well, I mean, it sounds like he started many you know, yeah. and, and, and to get to a means to an end that at a young age, he's like, I, I want a PlayStation, so I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to hustle and get that money and go get it. And now that those sites have been squarely set on being a great basketball player, I, I'm not going to doubt him and where he's going for one second. No, and it is the rare person who is gifted both athletically and academically or, or, or in the, the, you know, creatively and analytically, which clearly he has as well. Like he, he's got both sides of the brain firing on all cylinders. It seems because on one hand, he's making movies out of Lego pieces. Good. You nailed it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but on one hand, he's doing that and like sketching and drawing. And on the other side, he's reading and wanting to get into stocks and investments and make a business. It's like that is the rare person who has the creative and the analytical, the athletic and the academic. Like those are just special people. And he's the Renaissance man. I, and, and look, I think Tamar Bates had a lot of that as well. I think we saw some of that in tomorrow and you can tell like how engaged he was just how he looks at you even over a zoom um this is a special kid from a special family and i gotta say man i give yasir roseman so much credit for identifying this kid you know seeing something that other people didn't and then right away when he got the job at indiana this is the kid who can fit at Indiana, and you and I have talked to him, Coach Yah, where he has talked about it's not just getting a kid. It is getting the right kid for what we are trying to build, for the culture, for the locker room. Do you have any doubt about this kid? I mean, any doubt after talking to him? Zero. And we didn't get into it at all in the intro because, you know, we were pretending like the people listening weren't just skipping through the intro to get to the interview anyway. But that we didn't want to spoil uh, the surprise guest. What a silly, silly thing we do with that. Um, stupid. But the the amazing work by by Rabbi and by Trevor um, on breaking down this kid's game and the idea that this guy just like runs through the lane at six, three with six, 11 arms and just like crushes the ball through the basket on a regular basis. You know, you think about a six, three guy and you're all oh, like, hopefully he's a, he's a, maybe a combo guard and he's, you know, hopefully we'll be able to develop like a mid range game, but it just sounds like this guy is a beast on both ends of the floor in every way, shape and form. And the only thing that he's not, he's not like 
a, a sniper, an assassin, a, a sharpshooter. Well, guess what? His mechanics are good. He's already pretty good. And he just decided two months ago, basketball is going to be his thing. And he's going to work on his shot. So I, I would not be surprised in the very least that when he shows up in Bloomington, that's going to be a damn good shot to go with what otherwise sounds like an amazingly complete game for a guy who's got two years left to develop. I'm with you. And I think this, this is a kid that, you know, I think that the, the, the two, four, seven rankings on him are really low. The rivals rankings on him are, are pretty high, but this is a kid who just decided to play basketball two months ago. Nobody knows what he is. If he was ranked 150th right now in the country, I would still be excited about him because he just decided to focus on it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, it's the kid. It, I, I'm sorry. He's just, he's special in the way that is the opposite that you and I were special. That's right. And still are. It still are. I'm just, and I, that smile that his mom has, that laugh that his dad has, like you could tell how much fun they were just having being part of this and how proud they are of their son. Um, well, man, and, I'm excited for this family to be part of Indiana University. And we still grew up in that like classic little league dad era, right? Where it's like you, the Todd Marinovich's fathers are out there just like grilling training. And, and you know what you are seeing, like with Tamar's family, I think with, with Jordan's family and, and now with Jakai's family is, is a very supportive environment but one that's filled with like love and laughter and they're still raising these children into such strong young men both mentally and and clearly physically and look we've got way, can, to... I, can i real quick before you go off that sure. point i want to say the same thing about anthony leal's family the same thing about miller cop's family the same thing you know like trey galloway's family which is a little different because he's got a basketball dad yeah but... But but Leal's family filled with love and support. Miller's family, love and support, you know, and just well, and, and I'm more. Yeah. Been referencing like who's been on the show. Yeah, so yeah, you've yeah. gotten to see that family dynamic play out, you know, for 45 minutes or an hour. But you can't fake it. And and no doubt, you know, th there's a lot of great kids and families around this program and and seeing look the couple of times we've crashed the men's basketball offices and, and the women's for that matter, but we're talking about men's basketball. Like th it is, it's a good time. Like I'm no, they're serious. I know they get to business and on the court, it, it can be no smiles and no laughter when things are being taught and explained in no uncertain terms. But the general vibe is, is that like, you know, they go in there. Family. Yeah. Family family of smiles warmth encouragement positivity um so yeah the, the, uh it's it's a fit it's a fit and it's just so exciting that this coaching staff has so rallied around coach woodson and the kind of player and the kind of person and the kind of families he wants to bring into his family a family he's been a part of you know since i was born and it's it's going to be so fun to to see how that turns out on the court, because how can it not be a brand of basketball and, and of player that, that we're having a blast watching. And, 
you know, when we talked to Tom Crean, he talked about how he got away from some of that, what he knew was right. And there were people that were brought into the program that were not right for the culture that Indiana needed to have. Kelvin Sampson, same thing. Never had uh, a culture to begin with with Kelvin. Yeah, never cared about one. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but but clearly brought in the wrong kinds of people to build that culture. Crean had missteps with the wrong kinds of guys. And I give so much credit to Kenya Hunter and to Yasir Roseman, two guys that did not grow up as Indiana kids, two guys that did not grow up as Indiana fans, but two guys who respect and understand what Indiana is and what the kind of player and family that Indiana needs so that we can build the culture that the fan base can really rally around. And I think that says a lot about them. It clearly says a lot about Woody and the direction that he has laid out for everybody. But it says a ton about these guys, especially Yasir, who has this Indiana job and a lot to prove. Let's not kid ourselves. He's got a lot to prove. And he could come in just guns blazing with whoever the most talented kid is, and we got to go for this guy and this guy. But he is so laser focused on it's not just the talent. It is the talent plus the right kid. And he has focused in on a couple that, and, and, and I hope more are coming and maybe coming November 1st that fit that mold. And, and I just, that is, that is so exciting. There is just one thing left to do. Win. Oh, oh, that little detail. Well, that starts two weeks from the time we're talking. That's exactly right. I, man, we've said it a thousand times. I am so, I get more and more stoked when we do these and I see the future and these kids that are, are just so impressive as people. Well, man, and makes and, it easier to root for. Them. And, you know, we've talked about the pendulum swing in terms of the mentality of those of us around the program being in the depths of despair just a few months ago to where you and I are, are like school children, uh, School children before Christmas? Young children? Kids? Kids who are excited to open presents on Christmas. It's just kids on Christmas Day. I mean, well, you got to complicate it. Well, I, I was whittling it down to that, and I don't really know why you had to, like, judge me. You well, know. because you corrected me about Lego in front of the podcast interview. Yeah. I just wanted them to know that I knew what I was talking about. I Like, one of us. Like I didn't want to be lumped in with the ignoramus who was talking about Legos. Ninety percent of people think it's Legos. Ninety percent of people are ignorant. I'm just a man of the people. Not our listeners. Uh, you're an elitist snob, lefty, pinko comedy. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Wait, I can't wait. wait. Yeah. The point being, yeah, is we are so optimistic about the direction of this program because of yes, it's talent coming in, no doubt, but it is people we want to root for. It's people we want to get invested in. It's things we're we're going to lose some games going forward. We're not going to go undefeated forever. Things are going to be tough at times. But I, I know for you and I and hopefully 
people who take the time to get to know these folks, whether they hear them on our podcast or talk to them, their family before or after a game when they see them in Bloomington and and really keep that family thing going as a fan base too, right? That's that's not just on the coaching staff. That, no, it's on us. It's on all of us. And you saw how much the positive Twitter reaction to Jakai's visit meant to his mother. And now, the just, people on campus talking yes, to them. It matters. It 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 matters. And and so just if if things go a little bit awry, you know, this season, next season, when Jakai shows up, we are only going to help win more games by staying positive in person, which most people are pretty good at because they're too afraid to actually be confrontational in real life, but certainly on Twitter. Twitter and the internet, like just know that stuff does matter. And, and I, I guess I totally digressed on that point. The fact is I didn't know who Jakai was a few weeks ago right. and to go from not knowing who a kid is to learning that he had a great visit and that a commitment was imminent to him committing to then getting to get to know him and his parents a few nights later. I mean, what a fun run this off season has been. And look, I'm very optimistic about this season, but I've got to say this is as fun of an off season as I can remember. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, look, it's recency bias on some of this stuff. There, there was some times in Crean's run where recruiting was rolling at such a high level. Like, I mean, we were getting guys for like four years down the road. I mean, remember there was a time where we got Trey Lyles and James Blackman and Devin Davis and Colin Hartman, Yogi Ferrell, like all these happened. But, and I, I also want to say this, I, but I agree with you. This off season has been incredible. If for no other reason with how low we were six months ago. Like, that, let's not, that's that's part of it. It's relative, yeah. right? We went from so low to now just being giddy and just waiting for that ball to be tossed up. Yeah, I also do want to say this because I, I I think we would be remiss. Archie Miller and Tom Ostrom, uh, who, who led the charge for recruiting, brought in a lot of special kids to this place. And let's not kid ourselves there. Like Anthony Leal, Trey Galloway, Rob Finnessy, Trace Jackson Davis, you know, Race Christian Thompson. Lander, uh, Race Thompson, um, uh, Jordan Geronimo, these are special kids too with special families. And, and so I don't want to be like those kids weren't and these kids, no, they, they brought in really good kids. They couldn't get us over the finish line. Woody's going to get us over the finish line. Um, and, 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 and I think with a, with a staff that has even greater reach than the last staff did, it's just going to bring some things to the table that we just didn't have access to before. So, this team that we're about to watch is made up of a lot of special people and that's going to be really exciting. And the future is just looking brighter and brighter. Would you say it's so bright that we've got to wear shades? I would say that. I would say that, you know, what we didn't do at the top. We didn't do powered by. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that should be it from now on. Pigs. <laughs> I'll, I'll just clip that and use that actual loop every time. Do you want to put in a powered buy and just do it wild and edit it in or no? Pigs. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. All right. Oh, follow us on Twitter. Add Hoosier Hysterics. 
for the hysterics, no E, no I. But the uh, sometimes peaks. Peaks. <laughs> From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana, his manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.